Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Castology. It's time for another episode of Castology, the podcast where I suddenly sound like a game show host and we talk about podcasts that we've listened to, recommend podcasts to you and talk amongst ourselves about podcasts. I'm Liz Best here with... Zane C. Weber and Nick Bleaker. Come on down. I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry for inflicting that right, on you. Come on down. Come on down yeah. is from The Price is Right, but I don't know why I went game show hosty, but you know what? It's a wheel of fortune. You get what you get. So we do exactly what I just said we do, which is podcasts, and we talk about them and we make them. We actually do. We're making one right now. Yeah, it's happening. True. I make lots of podcasts. Zane makes yeah. like in excess of 45 podcasts, nearly 50 podcasts. But so I call you the podfather for nothing. It's true. They really do call him that. Frequently, okay. So, what we normally do, if you've just joined us for the first time this week, welcome, hello. We will recommend three podcasts for you, one from each of us. First up, and then after we chat about those, we go on to review the podcast that we recommended last week. It's kind of like a, a listen along podcast. So, we recommend something, you listen to it, we chat about it. You can talk to us about it on social media afterwards. Yeah, and you can recommend your own podcast, but we'll get to that later. So. Who wants to start and recommend their podcast first? Me. Pick me. Zane. I want to go first. I pick Zane. I'm recommending a new podcast for me. I haven't listened to it for very long, but I very much enjoy it, called The Alarmist. Uh, and basically, the host, Rebecca Delgado-Smith, she's an actress in LA. Um, you may know her from Paranormal Activity 3. Jesus she's also Christ. Uh, a writer. On The Good Place. Yes, oh, she's also cool. been on The Good Place right. in a couple of episodes. Uh, but no, basically, <laughs> this is another podcast that has come out of a therapy session. I love those podcasts. Because right. she uh, catastrophizes things. Same, girl. Uh, so she, in, in order to deal with this, she's decided to go back and examine the biggest disasters in history and figure out <laughs> who's to blame. This... Sick. Is she my spirit animal? Because <laughs> yeah. I spend, I, that's my whole life. I'm like, who is to blame? For, it's normally me and I normally shrink into a little ball, but it's great to externalise that. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's basically a few people going back, examining the various uh, parts of various cogs that fell out of the machine of reality that caused... So um, we're not just talking disasters. like like casualty disasters, but like anything that can be considered like a disaster, a breakdown, okay, a mistake, so a mistake. So the seventh most recent podcast released was about Chernobyl. Oh, yowza! Um, <laughs> but I just want to say, uh, not too long after that, uh, the second most recent was the breakup of Brad and Jennifer. <laughs> who is to I know who who's is to blame in that? <laughs> so it's <sighs> like. The, 
there, there's a bit of a spectrum on severity of the disaster <laughs> and what we're yeah, calling fair. a disaster. Yeah. Uh, but like, Megxit, but a catastrophist calls everything a disaster. Yeah, because everything Sorry. is a catastrophe. Yeah. Um, so it's lots of fun. Um, again, depending on what you know about a situation, can depend can affect how much you play along uh, because there were a few things that I knew about uh, the Megxit situation, Mm -hmm. which I was like, I just want to say this because then you would stop being wrong. Um, And they find it eventually, but it's like, ah. Oh, did they have a crappy opinion on Megxit? No, not a crappy opinion. They were just like, oh, I think the royal family works like this. No, like, you're no, wrong. Do not talk you're ill of the wrong. Do not talk ill of the monarchy. Um, yeah, I used to, it wasn't even talking I used to ill. be a royal. I used to do royal stories when I was a journalist, so I know a lot about the monarchy. <laughs> but it wasn't even that they were speaking ill of the monarchy. It was just like they just had how things worked incorrect, right. yeah. and so they were incorporating that into their theories. And but whatever, it's very fun. It's it's it's, it's light fun about very serious topics. Great. Um, yeah, but they don't get flippant with it. Light fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, shit. So this sounds like me in podcast form. Yeah, so I mean, I'm excited to mm. listen. Yeah, pick pick uh, like a catastrophe that. I think I'm going to pick a super severe catastrophe and then a really that, lighthearted catastrophe and yeah. compare and contrast No. Mm. I tried almost. to go I tried almost. really hard. Yeah, you Thanks, guys. A Thanks. Half, half a point. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'll take that. Yeah, so that's The Alarmist. Great. Okay, well, I'm going to go next because mine is a complete 180 from that fun and it's real disasters. Okay. Actual horrible <laughs> things that happen to people. So you guys know how I love a good survivor story. I've talked about it um, when I talk about all my true crime podcasts and my favourite ones are the ones where people survive and can tell how they triumphed over evil. So I have gone with the podcast How I Survived. So it's fortnightly and it's the shocking true stories of people who survive all kinds of horrific, horrible things or things that just happened or survival against the odds. It's put out by the magazine um, That's Life, which I didn't realise until after I'd already uh, gotten on, a bit on, hooked on. on it. Hold on, hold on. Like the magazine that you see at like the fucking dentist that's usually like two years old, like That's Life, that sort of shit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, and I'm not going to judge And I used to write for um, – I wrote for Take 5 for a little while, which is like the opposite version of that, so I'm sorry <laughs> for recommending the competitions podcast even though I don't work there. But um, it's hosted by That's Life writer Beth Young. And so um, I, a lot of the stories are quite like inspiring and, and how people triumphed over really shitty circumstances. So, look, I find it really hard to listen to the self-inflicted accidents ones. Um, I – this is going to sound terrible, but I prefer the kinds of accidents that other people cause that they triumph over horrible motherfuckers. But the ones like, um, like I cut off half my face with a chainsaw. I, nope, <laughs> nobody, nope, nope, nobody, nope, nope, nope. Mm, okay. I noped out of that. Um, but ones that I quite enjoyed, and uh, you know, when I say enjoyed, I don't mean like yay, enjoyed, but I found fascinating. Um, was the Burke Street Massacre of my brother, the killer. So it's the brother of the person who did the Burke Street Massacre. You are looking very yeah, what, confused. Which, which one is that The one? car that drove into the middle <gasps> oh, of Burke Street Mall. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, why yeah. There's a whole bunch. So in Australia, there was a guy who went a bit um, crazy and uh, drove his car in the middle of a pedestrian mall and That's killed right. a bunch of people. Yep. Um, there is, I was swallowed by a hippo. Yep. Sick. Exactly what it says on the label. I mean, they survived. They so, survived. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> yeah, great And point. Um, even though this one doesn't really describe what happened, it's called Kelly Went for a Run. Um, 
bad things happen to women who run at night. That's mm. all I'm going to say. Uh, hers is my favourite story because hers is a real fuck you motherfucker. And it's also um, a really good uh, examination of the bystander effect. Okay. So those are the ones. Um, I really like the weird encounter ones or the not today motherfucker ones. I'm saying motherfucker a lot. I don't know. It makes me angry. These people who do things make me angry. It's fueling you. Yep. How are these stories presented? Are they? Is there like a host that? So there's a host. So there's Beth Young who kind of coaches you, coaches the person through the story, or sometimes we'll do cutaways. Mm -hmm. So she'll we'll just listen to the person telling their story, and then she'll do a little. And then so and so thought that she was going to get out of it, but it wasn't over, and then it goes back in. Right. It might feel like these stories are the types of horrible tabloid stories in a magazine for whatever reason, Um, but I. Having having been on the journalistic side of these particular stories, these are real people, and even though the headlines are sensationalised and ridiculous, and when they're on the front cover of a magazine, um, the stories happened. And yeah. actually, I think it's more effective listening to these stories being told in the voice of the person who they happen to than reading an exclamation point, underline, headlined article in a magazine. Well, yeah. that, and I think that's one of the the main benefits of the podcast format is you get to hear someone's actual experience. Yeah, and yeah, it's not rather sensationalized than to, my to husband left me yeah. and then ran over my house with an army tank exclamation point six times underlined. Like it's and just not also, like, feel I'm dirty. Much more likely to trust someone hearing someone's words rather than a quotation in a magazine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sadly as a journalist, I agree with you. Mm. Correct. So that was mine. Uh and then we shall go with who's left? Me. Well, surprise, well forget about me. Last again. It's a massive dog move. Um, <laughs> so my recommendation is, I don't think it's been done on the show, but it's an Audible exclusive podcast. don't think we've done Audible. We haven't done an Audible. I, no. I've held off on some Audible exclusive I did ones. one that used to be an Audible exclusive, but then was released to everybody. It was the Esther Perel, How Should We Begin, started our oh, life as an Audible cool. exclusive. as did Old Patrick's Butterfly Effect, Last Days of August. Right. Days. So I think they stay Audible exclusive for a certain a amount of time and then maybe they release them out into the wild. Yeah, to do so... If you want to hold off on it, that's cool, but it's an Audible exclusive, so you can sign up to a free trial and that sort of stuff. But anyway, the show's called It Burns. Um, so it's a five-episode <laughs> show um, hosted by Mark Fennell. If you're aware of him, he worked, did a lot of work with the SBS, um, ABC. He has another podcast, whatever. Um, but it essentially tells a tale of how crazy it is to grow chilies. <laughs> It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Is this the new containers? We'll find out. Um, but Look, I feel like it would burn a lot more than containers. Oh, our containers <laughs> left out in the sun could be pretty burny. Yeah. <laughs> Superheated metal. So, you know, especially in how fucking humid this is. What do you mean by crazy growing chilies? What do um, you mean? It's not just about growing chilies, but it's about growing chilies for competitions and how cutthroat right. the competitions so can like, be around oh the world. So it's like, oh, God, there's a bug on this one. What do we do? Kill it. Um, <laughs> There's, um, it does get kind of um, a little bit crazy in terms of just like the themes in it. So there's like uh, themes of like drug addiction, um, being trolled on the internet, like murder threats. Uh, <laughs> over a direction I did there's, not expect it to go there's in. There's an episode in there that makes me wish it was filmed because of how they describe said person's house who is a big chili fan. And it sounds like the fucking dream if you love chilies and I love this chili. podcast feels like it's everywhere and nowhere yeah, all at once. What is the dream when you love chilies? Is it just that live in a giant chili? No. Like old woman who lived in yeah, the Yeah, James, James and the giant chili. I'm just trying to imagine like how do you th- 
theme a house around. So I'm just picturing okay. at least <laughs> one kind of poster with a chili that has a bikini on and is posing seductively. Or is there just like chili plants all around? There's it. The guy has the world's biggest collection of chili sauces. Ah, oh, and yuck. it sounds. Fucking incredible. I reckon if I walked in that house, my sinuses would just start pouring mm, immediately. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry to get graphic there, but uh, really strong the air image. would be spicy. Um, but yeah, Mark Fennell does a really good job of hosting it and telling the story. It's very, very easy to listen to. It does get a little so bit crazy. So it starts off in the, in the mild-mannered world of growing chilies and turns yeah. into some kind of murder, into how drug crazy addiction, crazy-tasting yep. weirdos yep. of chili. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually pretty like, much I, it. Yeah. Right. yeah, I feel like this is a weirdo podcast. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but I look. I love good weirdo, and yeah. I, there's no. I mean, I might sound like I'm judging you by calling you a weirdo, but weirdos are my kind of people. So, it's true. what can I say? I'm everyone's person. But yeah, are you? Can, you can get it on. Or, fuck off. Um, you, can get, <laughs> you can get it on Audible. Um, so you have to pay for Audible, but there's a 30 day trial, so you can sign up for that, and you can listen to it in a day or two and get it over and done with. There's other podcasts on Audible as well, so it. I think they usually do like a little preview as well. So if you want to listen yeah. to like two or three minutes of it to decide yeah. whether you want to bother signing up for it, you can do mm, that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's like a trailer and stuff that they've cut together too. And I think there's a couple of like articles that go along with it that help keep you informed of oh, cool. the stories and all that sort of stuff. I like but yeah. that, having integrated media. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's called It Burns. Okay, cool. So that's our recommendations for this week. So now let's find out what we thought about what we talked about last week. Okay. I want to start with me. Okay. Because that's how I roll. <laughs> what do we think of r podcast? I recommend r podcast. It's literally a guy just reading out stories from Reddit on yep. a podcast. It is. And if you like that, then... <laughs> Subscribe to this podcast. Yes. I think that this would be a perfectly fine podcast to listen to in bits and pieces. Yeah. I listened to four episodes back to back and I was like, mm, can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. It's a little bit his voice. Didn't like his voice. Didn't like his funny voices. I didn't when I started. Okay. I then got indoctrinated. But then I don't also, know what happened. I mean, I don't know if it was this podcast that The Room came up and I started talking about how much I feel uncomfortable making fun of Tommy Wiseau because I honestly think I don't know whether he's all there. Yeah. Maybe I haven't listened to that episode. I don't really... Yeah, I don't know. But also... No, no, no. So when he's oh. making fun of these people, oh. I feel like he's punching down a little bit. And it just but makes me a little bit... But these people put their... St- yeah, no. The, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not judging. This is another Zane thing. Yeah. Super upset. Um, I love this podcast so much. I know, I know you do. And it's like, like honestly, dumb I've subscribed. Me I've the, subscribed. It's a nice little palate cleanser. Um, I find. I'm, I'm going to give it a week because they release daily. So they say they release daily. I think okay. he releases videos daily, but there was at least two weeks recently when nothing came out. So okay. I got really excited and I was like, "Oh, daily!" And then, well, and then I'll give it a bit. And I'll and I'll see whether like one episode a day is bearable. Just um, like. Just listen to the malicious compliance. Honestly, one. Yeah. the malicious <laughs> compliance one is my favorite because that is my favorite subreddit, and there's not a lot to make fun of in there because it's people who are competent. actively being rude to people. Yeah. Therefore, they deserve to be made fun of because they're just doing exactly what they've been told to yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's 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 a fun concept, and congratulations on putting out so much content. But I felt a little squicky. 
<laughs> Look, we all know I'm a horrible fucking person. Let's just get it over with and say yes, it. Okay. Cool. Let's I'm clip the that. Best person yep. in the room. <laughs> um, look, I read Reddit all day, every day, because I'm a, just a sad piece of shit. So I think um, for me, I could just read Reddit, to be completely honest. Um, yeah, but I can't be arsed reading Reddit. That, that, that's fair, though. I think that's fair because sometimes a lot this of the stories. It's like that you curated get, Reddit. Yeah, like sometimes, like on like Reddit, you, you'll get stories that go for fucking four threads or whatever so this does a good job of sort of condensing it into this is the thing manageable sort of stuff if you like reddit but can't be asked sifting through reddit this is curated reddit yeah um especially from the bigger ones like pro revenge and all that sort of stuff which i listened to some of the pro revenge apps which were actually quite funny but i was also like i probably could have just read this and you probably could have but uh you didn't i did it because i told you you not to They've just started. He's just started covering Petty Revenge, and I think it's almost more my favorite than. I Pro feel like Revenge. Petty Revenge would be the one that I would latch onto uh-huh. a bit more. Yeah, uh-huh. I think he's got one or two eps of Petty Revenge up, and it's uh, it's a thing of joy and beauty to behold. Yeah, and also I know that like I'm. I thought I would. I didn't like it because the truth of the stories may be a little bit skewed, but I'm also just like, eh, it doesn't really care. These stories, for the most part, are told well enough that they are being told again on a podcast. So there's obviously a reason yeah. that. Look, they're even there. if the stories, I like to hope they're true, but even if they're bullshit, I got a bit of entertainment out of it. <laughs> so that's Fair all enough. I care about. Do, 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 do. Okay, so let's go with Zane's podcast. No, uh, wait. Uh, let's it, go with Nick's podcast well, so he's not last. <laughs> <laughs> I know that pained you to say that. No, um, I didn't. I was trying to be magnanimous. I don't know. It's okay to be pained. Generous. It's fine. I'm pained every day. So, um, My one was Gimlet Media's The Pitch, which is Shark Tank and Dragon's Den in a podcast form, pretty simply released uh, weekly. Um, it goes through like seasonal cycles, but essentially it's like inv- uh, like startups invest uh, pitching to investors, asking to invest shit money into their projects. They may get accepted or may not. Pretty simple. What did you guys think? This shit is stressful. <laughs> What's what's the stressful like, part about it for you? So I listened to three episodes and none of them got funding, which really like I just yeah, went kind of sp- spin random. This one, this one, and this one, and you know, like it, it's the person is just out there doing their job, presenting their idea, and then they're like, no, not you. <laughs> like uh. it's it's um, some of the people were turned down because they, one guy was turned down because he asked for too little money. Like they were just like. Well, obviously, you you don't have big enough plan. You're not going to make us money. If you're only asking for $100,000, you're not going to do anything for us. And I'm like, oh, couldn't they just – it would be no money for them. Just give the guy $100,000 <laughs> yeah. and wave him off. <laughs> like, oh, I, I like I've never – I really uh, – like I enjoyed it um, very much so. I just really want to listen to one that gets funded because I really liked the ideas of the people that didn't get funded and I feel really sorry for them. <laughs> That's where I was at with this. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have quite the same empathy. Did your people get funded? Yeah, one of them did. Right. Um, <laughs> Tell her the episode, please. Uh, well, <laughs> it was it was the most recent one, I believe, got funded. Um, unless I am totally off. Virtual gurus? Look, I really... One thing I did like is I do like that they check back in. Mm. I mean, I don't know if they check back in on the invested projects because I didn't hear any of those. But they checked in with the person and they like got the investors to go why they didn't invest and then the guy to have a kind of a right of reply and he's like, I think they're wrong. And I was like, I think they're wrong too, but they're multi-millionaires. What do I know? It it feels like, you know, the the drama doesn't feel constructed for television. You know how like you look at Shark Tank and all that? No, there's no like cliffhangery, like, you know, dramatic music kind of stuff. It's just... 
straightforward. It's the pitch. Yeah. It's a pitch. Yeah. And so an it's not game showy, like, no. like I asked last week. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, the one I listened to was a deal too perfect to pass up. Yep. So. So it was too perfect to pass up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, I, I mean, I I really like this podcast. I probably won't subscribe just because I didn't latch onto it. It was interesting mm. in a purely cerebral sense. Yeah. Um, I want to listen to the projects that I think sound interesting and then kind of imagine if I was a multimillionaire, would I give them money and why? And then when I'm wrong, I realise why I'm not a multimillionaire. Yeah, it's a great point. I guess. See, I'm in the exact opposite side where I want to be the one coming up with the ideas rather than the one just throwing money at I've got so people. many good ideas and I just have no idea the way to make them happen. So that's I think that's why I empathise with these guys mm. a lot is because I have had over the years, and I'm not blowing my own trumpet, I have really good ideas. I just have no idea on how to make them happen. Like I came up with a really good idea of a brunch and my friends and I were discussing it and we we're like, we're too poor to make this happen. Like everyone agreed it was a funny idea, but <sighs> so I'm just like... I'm In like high a- school, I came up with Facebook. I came up with Gogglebox <laughs> before Gogglebox was a thing too. These things are just waiting to be snatched by filthy capitalists. I know. That's what made me icky about it, I think. It's yeah. because it's the capitalism game show without being game show for yeah. I mean, yeah, I think have a listen and it's if, great. You, if you latch onto it, it's really great. Mm. Um, like I'll probably go back and listen to a few more episodes just to see like what they what more are. But yeah. yeah. There was a really cool product that I want to give a shout out to because I think she should have been funded. <laughs> You're saying there it aren't three? This, it was a <laughs> – I liked the other ones. But this one, it was a woman of colour who um, was having an issue with um, travel products available for – people of colour and their specific hair needs. So she's created this like so that it doesn't leak in your bag. It's like a bar of shampoo that specifically has the oils that are needed in it oh, nice. to, to, so that, so that you know, people of colour don't have to go to the supermarket mm. and buy like oil and hope that it works and wet it down and everything like that. And it was really cool and everyone's like, nah, people just don't travel that often. Sorry, bye. And I'm like, but just tell her to scale up and sell the <laughs> bar to people for their whole yeah. whole cosmetic cycle. Anyway, it's called the Black Travel Box and it was great because she had a lot of good, yeah, she had a lot of good statistics on how, you know, the, the, the black women are being completely underserved in terms of travel hair products because you've only got fucking Pantene and the Mm. bullshit that will turn their hair into a matted mess. Yeah. Anyway, that's my passionate thing over. Let's go to Girls on Porn. Girls on Porn. Girls on Porn. I don't think I said their names last week, but Laura and Rachel are just two porn consumers who uh, tackle like a theme or a genre of porn every week with a special guest and basically just talking about uh, what is available and and the state of porn in, in that particular area. So I sent the boys a message today. Saying, I just listened to the words "big tit come tornado at work" thanks to girls on porn. Uh, it was a day. <laughs> um, I I really like this. Yeah. I really like the breaking down of why people are turned on by certain kinks and the actual review of the films and titles of the titles of the the snippets that they find on fucking Pornhub yeah. are hilarious. Um, got a tiny bit turned on at one point. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Girls were talking about something and I was like, oh, yeah, yep, I'm in. Um, and I really liked like they were talking about – because I listened to uh, I listened to Casting Couch because I wanted to know whether they took it sensitively with the yep, whole Me Too yep. movement yeah, and yep. they really did. So mm. I was impressed. I thought they can't possibly get this one right. Um, and they did it in a really sensitive, non um, – 
icky, I can't think of the word, non-exploitative, non-icky exploitative manner, um, you know, we're talking about whether girls know about the cameras or whether they don't and kind of focusing on um, the ones that didn't feel gross. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the rough sex one was another one that I listened to, which I really liked because they talked a lot about like why they're like most strong women are the ones that like rough sex because they have such control statistically in the articles that they will find because they also talk a lot about um, like supporting documents that they've found to, yeah. to you know, yeah. they do their research. So um, the thing I found most fascinating about that was they were talking about how a lot of people after they have rough sex have like an emotional drop the next day, like a like an athlete after they've done the Olympics and they just like, it's like your body doesn't really know, it just goes into a natural depression yeah. from that exertion. I was like, oh. It's really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I it was great. I mean, I was I was interested. I laughed, got a little bit turned on, liked the information, learned a bit, loved a bit. It was great. Yeah. Plus, big yeah. tick, come tornado at work. <laughs> we should just name the episode. <laughs> um, I felt the same, honestly. Like I went into it. I know we spoke last week that it's not really like tee porn. Um, you and still it, went it, into it, but I was just porn. like, "Yeah, this is gonna be like, oh, like I f- like I'm sitting, I was at work, I'm scrolling through my phone, and then like the artwork has bo- boobies tips. on it, which is yep. sweet. <laughs> um, but then you're looking at the episode titles, and then like people can see what you're looking at. And I was like, "Yep, that's right, I'm watching something that's called um, Big Dick." So. Did you have the fear of like sometimes <laughs> yes. when I take my AirPod out, it will keep playing on my phone? Yes. that's happened a couple of times. <laughs> yep. I'm like, no. Nope. Nah. So what I did, and I'll get, it, I promise, I'll get into talking about the podcast. So I just turned my volume down like bottom, and then if I know I'm taking my headphones off or disconnecting, whatever. Guaranteed if it starts playing Dead quiet That is smart Um, I need to do that Because sometimes It's about serial killers And they're talking about A particularly bloody stabbing I take my earphone out And they're like Liz okay They're just like (laughs) Dialing triple O Um, I listened to the uh, The the ASMR episode For me was Really interesting Because for me I was just like Who And why yeah, like it I, makes no yeah. sense to me no. that people can listen to that mm. any sound that's condensed into whatever the fuck. And I think the thing, the big thing that I took away from it is that the hosts, and I'm blanking on the names, um, they took to it very positively, like sex positive, body positive. They weren't judging. They weren't. There's no judgment in it. It's basically just talking about the sensations that people feel listening to ASMR, whether it's like keys jangling for 40 minutes or whatever, or you know sex ASMR Um, and the thing that I got out of it was that they're really really comfortable talking about it and talking about what they get out of it as well like they're really quite honest about how they feel about certain things positions Mm. sexualities all that sort of stuff and it's really refreshing hearing that in that form because I honestly thought it was like it's, it's a comedy show about like porn but it's not really it's just a show that talks about porn and kind of normalizes it for people that might yeah. feel like why do I feel this way watching or listening to ASMR I mean it's it's it is it's a comedy show about porn without the shame that usually yeah. goes into yeah. porn comedy yeah, yeah exactly it's not any kind of like derogatory comments about no. anyone any's body mm. anyone's body anyone's profession anything like that they just laugh at the dumb porn titles yeah. that yeah. they're just like and I liked how you know how people say like normal things in everyday life and you're like title of your sex tape they like will talk about something that's like big boss bitch tits and they're like that's what I call you after work like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, like they just had a really funny way of discussing how ridiculous online porn can be but yeah. also yeah. doing the serious part of why this turns people on and and what the stats are and and they will also if they can find 
ethical versions of yeah. that point. Yeah, I was going to say and that they, was one thing that they also mentioned they is they actively try to find the ethical version of yeah. Which I was that. really impressed with for the casting couch one because I thought mm. this is disgusting and happening in Hollywood. How can they approach this? Yeah. And they did it really fucking well. Yeah. If you want a particularly funny one, I didn't recommend this last week because I totally forgot this, this episode even existed. I'm just scrolling through now. Mm. <laughs> Sploshing is a very <laughs> what a funny fun title. episode. <laughs> I, and it's just... You, I don't you know, know what that is and I'm scared to find out. Do you remember the, the, the movie Hook with Robin Williams? Yeah. You remember the, the food scene where he finally figures out how to play with his imagination? Yeah, yeah, and the throwing the food. Oh, God, is Bangarang a euphemism? <laughs> is my childhood ruined? <laughs> no, it's basically food play <laughs> right? with, like, squishy things. And they call it right. s- sploshing. Sp- sploshing. Yeah. Doesn't always mean sex, okay. apparently, but it's very funny. All right. Uh, yeah. But, I, yeah, also, they do actually review the porn movies. They, they don't just go into all this information. At the end, they will sit yeah. down yeah. and watch a porn. A several, porn. usually. <laughs> watch several porns. <laughs> <laughs> and review them sometimes play by play it's sometimes. very good I enjoy it excellent great I'm glad that you enjoyed it because this was one where I was like it'll go either way we'll see yeah yeah look I think everyone needs to know a little bit more about sex and be more open talking about it so podcasts like this can only be a good thing yeah shameless just be shameless yeah yeah and look if you've got a little bit of shame that's just you know do that whole exposure therapy just start little by little just yeah. you know talk I mean that's the thing it. you can listen to this at work with the volume down and yeah and nobody in. knows no it's, a, it's, a, it's a dirty but very healthy little secret <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay well that's us done for this week with our reviews and recommendations uh, if you would like your podcast reviewed and or recommended by us you can contact us at that's not canon.com forward slash castology we've got a form that you can fill out and put all your details in even if you just love a podcast and you want us to hear about it because it's bloody awesome we've had a few of those recently so thank you for those people Ooh, submitting like other that. people's podcasts yay um, so pop them through to us otherwise you can talk to us on all the social medias uh, Facebook Insta Twitter Twitter I don't do Twitter Zane does Twitter. Twitter I don't like Twitter I tweet you, he does twit. Uh, and if you would like to write to us, you can go to castologypodcast at gmail.com just if you want to say hi or give us some feedback or, you know, above all, give us some feedback by reviewing us. Yeah. Five hit stars, that, please. Hit that five star button. Otherwise, we will call you out on the podcast. Yes. As we've proven. <laughs> Thanks, Rhett. Yeah, Rhett. I'll never forget you, Rhett. I'll never forget you. We would love uh, you to tell us what you think of the podcast, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. Maybe save that one for the email. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so that we can help you get your podcast out there and you can help other people find really rad podcasts to listen to. Love I think podcasts. that's my spiel. All right, cool. Great so spilling. I've been your castologist, Liz Best, here with Nick Bleaker and Zancy Weber. Did you appreciate that? I didn't make I you go certainly last. did. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye. We love Yonder Festival. I love Yonder. I am snug, and I am at Yonder Festival and loving it. Yonder is awesome. It is just beautiful. It's picturesque. It's calm. <laughs> Everyone's just really lovely. And yeah. The Yonder Festival has come and gone for this year, but we're going to do our best to keep the festival spirit alive in your hearts and in your ears with the Yonder Podcast. 
We will be talking to the musicians that played for us, the artists who painted for us, the comedians that joked for us, the producers who hosted us, and the poets who spoke for us. Yonder was an escape from the toils of everyday life, and the Yonder podcast will be your fortnightly portal back to a simpler time when the music was playing and the drinks were flowing. It's such a, a relaxed, beautiful festival. We love Yonder! You! <laughs> that's not kind of productions podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.